Hello everyone, today's episode is titled How to Build Leadership Power. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. So, welcome back, Succession Seekers, to the Succession Secrets show. And today's show is also about the Vistage Group meeting that I had a couple of days ago. And this was also one of the things that arose from that discussion. And I really love these Vistage meetings because there are always ideas coming out of these meetings. By the way, you know, I get ideas in coaching sessions, in meetings. Uh, ideas are all over the place. And when I started this show, I was a little bit concerned that, am I going to get an idea every day that I can share with you that will make sense and will be worth sharing? Well, I can tell you that there's no shortage of ideas. I'm keeping a list on in my iPhone and I already have 30 or 40 more ideas that I can even speak about. And then every, every day new and new ideas come. So ideas are, lo- are all over us, all over around us, if you just pay attention to them. So today's idea is how to build leadership power. And this came out of the discussion and one of the young leaders, company leaders raised this issue that how can they build up their leadership muscle so that they can really be that you know, charismatic and visionary and strong leader who can put this message out and can really inspire others. And really this persuasion and influence idea, it's li- really all about, it's not nothing else but selling your message, right? It is a selling process. You're selling a message, your belief to the people around you that you want to influence, you want to inspire. And And as we know, before we can sell anything to anyone else, the first sale is always to ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves in what we are selling. And if we are, what we are selling is, is ourselves, then really it comes down to believing in ourselves. So we have to be able to sell ourselves and essentially build up our own credibility in our own eyes. So we have to have this self-belief. We have to build up this self-belief that what we believe is right. It can be articulated. It sometimes can be wrong, but if it comes from pure intention, then I think you're allowed to voice it. And of course, it comes down to judgment. There's no easy answer. You have to have judgment. Again, how do you develop judgment? You have to develop your own credibility in your own eyes that your judgment is sound. So it is a process, but it's all about self-confidence. And it reminded me of my experience when I was a young fencer. I was an epee fencer and I was fencing in competitions uh, every weekend. And some of the best fencers were in a club called MTK. It was a club in Pest, and they had a, a trainer, a coach who was messianic in his. He was a real leader and he really believed in hard work and he worked those fencers really hard and he was a good fencer. So the best fencers came from this club and there was one guy whose name was Segedi. And I remember he had this unbridled self-confidence. He was 17, 18 years old, and he could step on the piste with someone who was in his early 30s, who was a national athlete, having won a number of competitions. And he would step on there, and he had the belief that he was better than this guy who is in his early 30s and who has already had all these track record. He didn't have that much track record. He was a good junior fencer, but nothing like the other guy. 
And he had the audacity to stand there and to actually get really close to these guys and wait for them to attack him. And then he would parry the attack and get and score a point. And he did that in five, six, seven times in a row. And he made a big shout every time he, he scored. He screamed. And it was just unreal that someone could be so impertinent as I felt at the time and so ambitious that they could do that with someone who is such a reputable fencer. I, I couldn't do that at the time. And I, I felt it was very disrespectful. But I kind of envied the guy because I wanted to be like that because I saw that it was really effective. His self-confidence allowed him to let the other guy make the mistake and not hurry ahead and, and make your own mistakes, which I was doing all the time. I always hurried ahead and, and, and I made a lot of mistakes and I got a lot of scores against me. So how to get that self-confidence, how to build it up? I think this is a really important question for leaders. And when I was a fencer in my late teens, the way I wanted to build up that self-confidence so that I can build, beat Segedi and beat the other successful guys was that I decided I was going to train harder than anyone else. So if those guys were down at the swimming pool at 6 a.m., I was going to be in the swimming pool at 5.45 a.m. or out running. And if they were fencing until... 8 p.m. I was going to fence until 8.30 or 9 p.m. because I was going to outwork them and it's going to help me get the better of them. So that was what I did uh, when I was a fencer. And then when we, when I became a professional, I tried to do the same thing. I was the one who was the first to show up in the bank where I worked. I was the one switching off the lights at, in, in the evening. I was the last to leave. And for a time... It worked. It helped me get more experience than, than people around me. And it, you know, I was more committed and people felt that I was more committed. So I got more responsibility early on. It worked. But when I became a leader, it somehow stopped being as effective anymore because for a leader to be overworked is not a good idea because a leader needs high energy and you only have high energy and you only have a bunch of ideas if you're fresh, if you're rested. If you overwork, then you are low energy, then you start hiding from people. So that's not the answer. A leader has to work on his self or her self-confidence in a smarter way. So what is that way? I believe the way to stretch our team is uh, and to grow our team is to stretch everyone and to stretch the team and set goals that are stretch goals and push people to reach that stre these stretch goals. And uh, this is what you're preaching, but we have to do the same thing to ourselves. We have to stretch ourselves and we're stretching ourselves not by working longer hours, but we're stretching ourselves by putting ourselves into uncomfortable situations. And many of you, I'm sure, recall Eleanor Roosevelt's famous quote who said that do something every day that scares you. Basically, get yourself in harm way, in a, not in a physical sense, but in, uh, get your ego in harm's way. Do something that scares you, that's uncomfortable. Uh, make a speech to your staff without a piece of paper. Go for a bigger account. Go and try to win a bigger account that your company has ever won. Have the audacity to compete with people who have much more track record and much more uh, money. Have that painful conversation with this coworker today rather than tomorrow and get the problems out of the way. You know? Put things on the table and discuss them and, and move on. And when you have unhappy clients, face them, you know, call them up, meet them. And if your people screwed up, then it's up to you to make it good and have the 
courage to stand there and not having all the answers and still reassure that client. So these are the things that can build your self-confidence. And, and again, it comes down to judgment. If you rush out and jump in the pool uh, full of crocodiles and try to swim through, that's not going to work. So you have to stretch yourself. You have to go always a little bit beyond what you have done where it's uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable is where the growth is. Growth is doing something that you've not done before. So you've got to be in unknown territory. So how to build leadership power? Stretch yourself every day. Do something uncomfortable and scary every day. And day by day, you're going to get stronger. You're going to get more powerful. You're going to get more uh, self-confident. And ultimately, you will feel unstoppable. There will not be anything that's going to be so scary that which can actually scare you. I mean, however uncomfortable, you know it's a process. First it's uncomfortable, then you get more comfortable with it, and then you master it. And you just go for it because you associate discomfort with growth and with pleasure of succeeding. So that's my message for today. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you do that tomorrow. And this is now the 52nd show, podcast show. So if you like it, go back and listen to the previous ones. There's plenty of material. They are all short, between 6 and 12 minutes. So wherever you're driving, if you're mowing the lawn, if you're washing the dishes, just switch it on and get some ideas, get some inspiration. This is what I do as well. I also listen to podcasts. I read books because this is how I stretch my inspiration muscles. So, so look forward to talking to you tomorrow again. And in the meantime, remember always that your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter. 